I, not that I, I will I not sell out at the drop of a hat. Let's just point. Let's just keep that clear. It's I'm a phony and I am fucking monetarily. Yeah, fucking, oh, same, same. There's like, oh, fuck that. I have zero artistic integrity. Just oh, if none. anyone wants to yeah. pay me. You know to why? Do I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and yeah. I, don't, I don't care no more. I, I want to buy a house. So yeah, right. Zero artistic. <laughs> I want nice things. Hello and welcome to the Get Snaggy podcast. My guest again for the third time is Mr. Frank Bonacci, podcaster, writer, filmmaker, funny guy, man about town. In fact, and, you might have been on four times because I think I clipped one of, one of yours up. Uh, yeah, if I was in a news story, I'd be referred to as frequent and frequent contributor to the Get Snaggy podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I ever get in like trouble. So I was thinking about game changing snacks through the years. Mm. Snacks that came out and, and changed the game. And I was reminded, actually, it was a, a, a Facebook post you made years ago about how you were on vacation in Florida in 1988 and you would have cheddar and sour cream ruffles. And it's funny you mentioned that. As soon as I said, oh, I should tell. I didn't know if you knew that story or not. I must tell that story a lot because it's like, dude, it's one of those things. It's one of those few memories where I remember where I was, what was on TV. And that's how powerful that moment was for it, me. It, but I, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, that was a fucking game changer. Like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know a chip could do that in your mouth. <laughs> oh my god, it was amazing. It was, it was mind blowing. I was in Virginia. No, I was. Uh, uh, where's Bush Gardens? It's in Virginia. Virginia, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were in a hotel, and Super Dave Osborne was on TV. I don't know what the context was, but I just remember that specific moment. I was standing in between the two twin beds that we had our. Our family was sharing me. My, I was sharing with my brother on one and my parents on the other. I was just like, oh, wow. Now that I think about it, I can't think of something like that changed the snack game so much. It's like, where, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Well, dude, we were of the rear of the generation where fruit roll-ups came out. I remember when those they started rolling those some bitches out. Well, hold on. Before fruit roll-ups. Fruit bars? There, there was the fruit bars and like when your mom would go to the fucking health food store and you get the rolled, rolled up dry apricot. So there yes. were like there were like healthy fruit roll ups, which sucked balls. So Globo, Globo Chemo, Chemo, who owns all the food company, like came up with the way to make those like to weaponize them and make them delicious. <laughs> and not just fucking like horrible because like those dried apricot rolled up. It just just ain't the same. Then nah. they started making them rainbow colored with fucking shapes in them. And they had stencils in them. Yeah. I remember, no, they were, it was, the company was Fruit Corner. They had fruit roll-ups, but they also had the fruit bars. And the fruit bars, I don't know why those did not take off. Those were good. They were, they were like rectangles. Yeah. And like, I remember the strawberry ones, especially, but just, just enough seeds so you felt like you were eating health food, but still like sugary and delicious. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Uh-oh, you, would you fall? Yeah, <laughs> hurtling through the stride. It just looked like you jumped really, really high for a second. I get stuck in these little loops where you go down like discontinued snacks of your childhood. Like it'll come up on YouTube, recommended bonkers, bonk, right? Bonkers. What were those smiley cookies? Whatever the fuck they were. They smiley always say, cookies. There was those cookies that that smiles on them. I don't remember. Those were a big deal, but. I do lament the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, hostess pies. I, that's one of the one that gets me. I'm like, ooh. They were like green fruit pies? Yeah, there was like a fr- green icing over it. With 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 a custard vanilla. in the middle. Yeah, vanilla custard, yeah. yeah oh, it wasn't a fruit pie. Good. But oh, it, was, it was just like the fruit pie, like. Shell, shape. yeah. Right, right. Like yeah. The, the chocolate cream pies they make too, which are kind of nasty, but also kind of good. That makes me think of, do you remember Snackwells? 
Oh, how yeah. those oh, just God. took over the world. And like you could eat it. It was just like the Seinfeld episode with the low fat yogurt. People were like, I can eat as many as I want. <laughs> so snack wells back in the 80s, for, for those of you who are too young, back in the 80s, like the whole deal was low fat. So they made these low fat cookies called snack wells, which were fucking delicious. Fantastic. They were like little, little, like little chocolate covered cakes. Yes. And you could, you could just, you could go through a sleeve and, uh, yeah. And you just, and and in your head canon, even though if you thought about it critically for half a second, you realize that you're defeating the purpose of this low fat food. We were little kids. My mom bought into that. She's a diabetic too. Everyone did. And it's like, I heard the term recently, um, what kids call today, they call them almond mom, which is the mom, like who uses like almond milk and is all into health food. Mm. And when, when someone said that, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that is. It's just, I had that, but when I was a kid, we didn't have a term for it. Yeah, that's what my mom, she'd buy snack wells, she'd buy Diet Coke, and these are things that are both, you know, horrible for you in the long. It's funny because, like, I never was allowed to have, like, Captain Crunch and, like, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And it's like, I ended up fat anyway, so, like. Yeah. <laughs> I found the workaround. <laughs> it's like you, can't, you can't keep a fat kid from being who he's going to be. Yeah. He's going to find the workarounds. In fact, all you really accomplished, mother, God rest your soul, was you made me like fetishize this junk food that I couldn't have. And you, you made it even more like my mom, like, I, I, who knows? She lies. But she tells this story that she watched somebody choke to je- death on like a, a lozenge. So I wasn't allowed hard candy as a kid. Like she's just well, that's I, rough. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So the first time I had a Werther's, Werther's original, it was like. Like it was like communing with the heavens. Those are fucking good. Like, well, the thing is, like with lozenges, like Luden's cough drops were like one of the few like candy workarounds I could have. Because I'm like, oh, it's cough drops. That's what I mean. That those are workarounds. They found you found hacks when you were a kid. Or, yeah. or shit like like honey nut Cheerios. There's no difference between honey nut Cheerios and Captain Crunch. But it's like it's like brown and like talks about whole grain. There's so whole grains. Whole, that that yeah. means something. It means nothing nutrition. <laughs> it really like, not much. I in love the context those, like, of cereal. Like there, there are cereals specifically designed to get past moms like that, like honey bunches of oats. Um, usually oats are involved or crack and bran bran. crunch. Raisin bran Raisin crunch is crunch. decadent. So yeah, honey they, bunches I, of oats, like there's nuts in it. That's healthy. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's all covered in this delicious sugar. Yeah, so they're like held together by literal corn syrup. <laughs> um, so Wonderful. as a, as a diabetic American, is that, is that the preferred nomenclature? use these days uh, yeah why not <laughs> diabetic americans i call myself scott malkinson scott malkinson <sighs> american technically i'm not i actually just did my a1 i just got a blood test i had to do that for like a year just like testing my blood and uh my a1c if you don't know that's like the number that governs how much sugar glucose tolerance you've had in the past six months it was a 12.6 like i think uh below you to be not diabetic you have to be like 6.2 but even like anything above five and change is like considered borderline like high fives and uh my my a1c the last blood test was 4.9 which is as healthy as it gets so so you're not diabetic yeah you know, you, it's the pancreas is fucked it's it's broke it's, it's oh, like it, but so yeah i mean but i can eat it produces more right- too much or not enough insulin yeah in perpetuity so, yeah, it's a, that's it. That's the game. I mean, like, once you broke it, you bought it. Like, that's it. But technically, you could eat normally if you're, like, you know, if you maintain a healthy lifestyle. So you, I'm functionally not diabetic. Do you get to eat much cereal these days? I love cereal. I don't give a As fuck. an adult. If you put a box of cereal in front of me, I could disappear that in under a day. No problem. No fucking problem. Like, just, and not even in, with milk. Just, like, fucking just out the box. It'll, I'll disappear that shit. All right, I got a bit. Okay, go for it. We're going to do a food draft. 
oh, food shit. item draft. And it's like, for instance, it would be like cow. Cow would include beef, milk. Wheat includes, uh, like, wheat includes, you know, bread, right. rice, chicken. So, uh, who gets the first pick? You can have the first pick. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Um, hmm. I think the, for me, the, the two choices are very, it's very hard to pick between the top two. See, I'm going to have to, I, I do chicken more than anything else. Like chicken is, is easier for like, I deal with chicken the most. That's what I fuck with poultry. So number one, the number one pick is chicken. I go with chicken. You know what? It's funny. That's a terrible I terrible pick. Go I know ahead, it's chicken. a terrible pick. I know it's a terrible, terrible pick. I can't help uh, it though. It's like, I want to say I'm sitting there. It's like, you don't know what it's like to live in the closet on a subject like this, where I prefer steak. <laughs> you have no idea what it is to but, live a lie. It's it's not even that, though. <laughs> okay, pick number two. In a steal, uh, Team Nathaniel picks fucking cow. You know, no, hello, but... what's up? It's not even the beef. It's the cheese and the eggs. It's the cheese and the milk and the, and the ice cream and the steak and the hamburgers. And yeah, the yellow the American biggest... cheese. I go on big, I'm a bit, I, I can't, I'm not the, like, if you put me in a steak joint, you know, it sucks. I feel obligated to eat steak. I'm not the biggest steak You don't guy. love it. I don't love it. I, I, I also, see, it's I, okay. My pick was more based on the milk, to be honest. Oh, milk? I, oh, milk snacker? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Take the beef. No. Oh, shit. Milk's with the cow. Right. Shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Milk, because okay. I need cheese more than anything. Okay. So well, on top you don't of have anything? It. You okay. Don't have I, fucked, it. I fucked it. Number three. Yeah, pick shit. number three. There's a really good pick. One of the oh. presumptive top two picks is there. I'm going with cheese, like the cow, no. because it's oh, I can't take no. it. It's take, it's off the table. Cheese. I took cheese. Oh shit. Uh. You have any animal? You have any any grain? Any vegetable? Oh, uh, dude, the potato. Taking the potato, the potato again. Fuck it. The potato. You're not rule. great at this game. <laughs> like the potatoes in that too. Shit. With, with, the, well, the, <laughs> no, no, you got the whole potato. You got French fries. You got all the potatoes. But with number four. Team Nat picks fucking white flour, and we get uh, we get we get brown flour too, but we're not going to use that. <laughs> like that pasta, flour stinks. Well, you know we'll sell that. We'll sell that. All right, pick number four. So I can't have ravioli because based on my fucking two picks, I can't have ravioli because I don't. You can get... have maybe vegan, gluten free ravioli. I'll tell you something. My wife's a vegetarian, so we have a lot of vegetarian options in the house. They're doing At... good stuff these days. Have you had the vegan impossible... fucking donuts? Vegan desserts usually aren't the fucking top shelf. The fuck they can't. You know what vegans haven't gotten yet? And I've tried every brand, major brand out there. You can't. You you don't got cheese at all. Like no. I don't know, you're you're so behind on cheese. You're good. Look, Impossible Me. There's times when you make that, you prepare it in certain ways. You cannot t- distinguish it from beef. Everyone remembers their first Impossible Whopper. You're like, oh, I wouldn't know. That was such a um, nice time because my wife's a vegetarian and she loved like Burger King when she was a kid. But she likes, you know, when she became a vegetarian, she's like, I miss Burger King. When that Impossible Whopper came, we were in Florida. She fucking like had a tear in her eye when she took that bite of that Whopper. She was like, oh my God, I miss this so much. It's like heartwarming. And it makes me wonder why McDonald's doesn't have that. Oh no, They're lazy McDonald's. But here's the thing. I always, I, I think there's a lot, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about McDonald's policies. And I always have to figure, like, there's got to be people looking at the charts. Like, my biggest question always is, 
why don't they sell why don't they sell the frozen sausage patties in, in the fucking supermarket and why don't they sell squeezable big mac sauce what i always figure is they got like guys in suits looking at the numbers and they're like no we think that would take away from from our franchisees business eliminating a certain amount of foot traffic from our franchises number one and number two it would get rid of some of the mystique around these items i'm just trying to think of a reason because taco bell i have it right now i'm going to make that tonight with impossible meat they have the taco bell seasoning which is amazing which is fantastic i mean it's like oh that doesn't damage damage taco bell at all at all so maybe mcdonald's is lazy i think they're lazy because everybody here's the thing Everybody else puts out knockoff special sauce, which is trying to like emulate the Big Mac sauce. So it's like you're just losing money. Yeah, because everybody like, else is doing it. It's like it's like the mystique. It's the bull's out the barn. People want this shit. I had Wake House the other day. They have this thing. The uh, I the saw 19th... you. I saw your Instagram. I wanted to talk about this because White yeah. Castle is that, that 1921 burger is pretty good. So what is it? What is it? What is in there? It's basically just like a gourmet version of the slider, but like it has an actual patty. Like oh. The patty's maybe three times the size and like not like I cut out in that. I made some like rat meat jokes and kangaroo meat jokes, but I, I cut them out just because I didn't want to be like, because it's libel. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it's like self delusional that White Castle would even care. It just seemed like bad practice. But anyway, it's, it's like a really nice patty, you know, a nice tiny patty, but it's like still actual beef with like it's lettuce. Their, it's their arch it's deluxe. Good. The Arch Deluxe. I missed that. Let me tell you something. That's it's, one it's item. It's the McDonald's version of the Arch Deluxe. No. Arch Deluxe was nice with that. Like it had like that, like Dijon kind of. Yeah. I don't know what that spread was, but it was made by, they had that ring of bacon, which I don't understand yeah. how they made that. It just pressed bacon into like a perfect circle. Oh, I love that fucking thing. I was going to say about White Castle, your weird take that I don't think is weird at all is there is Those some kind of weird. Ones. Yeah. It's, there's a weird magic. I don't know. Maybe it's the moisture in the plastic bag that just fucking steams it the right way. They're so hot and steamy and it takes yeah. one minute, any microwave, one minute. Melt in your mouth. Perfect. Yeah. It's like, good. and where, where White Castle is, it can, you know, the quality varies, you know, from, you know, play, location, location and purchases. Like those will come out perfect every time the microwave. Sometimes it's dry. Sometimes the guy didn't put it too much onions or not enough onions. There's never too much onions, by the way. Or you're waiting in the fucking drive-thru for uh, like literally 48 minutes. Like White Castle, you know, they do their thing, but it's not always the, the best dining experience. No, they're very slow. Like anywhere you go. Well, because you know what it is? There's such bulk orders people are getting. Like nobody goes to White Castle. If I have like a ah, slider, they're getting like, I get a 20 pack, a sack and like, you know. Excellent fries, excellent get, chicken rings. You didn't get the chicken rings. I was upset when I was watching the video. He's, well, he's got to get the chicken rings. And he didn't get the chicken well, rings. I, I had to do the, the I figured the, uh, the the chicken and waffle slider would make mm. for like better content. Oh, speaking of which, I just had like an all-time fat boy, fat boy meal. What's this? I had two chicken rondelets oh. with uh, two chicken rondelets with microwave pancakes, like a, a stack oh. of three with butter and uh, with oh. butter and, and uh it was really fucking good. Oh, I got, you know, inside every skinny person is a fat person waiting to get out. It's the wrong, the phrase has always been wrong. And it's like, I hear that. And it's just like something deep in me just goes, yes. <laughs> it just goes, this is right what you say. It's like Especially that scene. The, in- those chicken rondelets. Mm, those are so good. Microwave them. They're all fucking soggy. Still delicious. Mm. They're always packed. But <laughs> this is how much of a dork I am. I was staring at the guy at at this this fast food place 
And he just like, he kind of got, you could tell he was like, okay, what are you staring at me for? And I just said, oh, what you're doing is amazing. The organizational skills back here. I'm speaking of In-N-Out Burger. The way they move in those places is amazing. The way they're so lockstep. I really enjoyed the uniformity in the ones I've been to. That place is, oh, speaking of long lines, like you go to LA, it's like, be prepared to like wait an hour on like a drive-through line for that. I'm sure a lot of people would say it's like, well, they pay their workers a fair wage. And lo and behold, everyone works hard. And there might be something to that. Also, like, the thing about like in and out burger and like Los Angeles in general, like you'll be, you'll be, you'll go to in and out burger and the, and the girl behind the counter is like a fucking nine. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, which is, yeah, which is not something you experience in. Yeah. And the tri-state, you don't see like, yeah, like an L like, okay, maybe see, that's the sad, it's probably, she's like probably an LA seven, but she's a New York nine. Yeah. I, I, I've been using the, the term LA nine a lot. <laughs> uh, one thing I recognize, and I never take for granted that, people watch anything i do because you can watch literally fucking anything and like you spent five seconds watching my shit thank you the least i can do is like get rid of the ums and the fucking you know and the uh you know because you can those moments that and i tell my guests now when i have interviews it's like listen feel free to search for the answer i'm gonna cut it because a lot of like a lot of interviews don't cover those people like they'll just leave them sitting there and they don't sound dumb it's just like when you're trying to search for an answer a lot of times and you're not doing this all the time you have those those and everybody does. i do it too still but like yeah like and they just leave that in and it's just like you just made your guests look not good dude, who's that dog she's the worst fucking dog i swear oh, to god gosh. um it, it's funny because like as long as if i allow myself because i do a lot of tiktok live streams mm. which is very stream of consciousness and it's basically me yelling at teenagers they do pretty well um <laughs> i just don't like if someone like it's like people try to roast me and I just roast them back and it, it gets, it's fun. It's probably unhealthy, but I enjoy it. But um, the thing is like, because that's so fast and I can't pause because mm. you can't be as thoughtful as you can. If like when I'm doing this, like I don't mind going like, and really like thinking about what I want to say because I could just clip out the, um, you know, dot, yeah. doop, da, et cetera. Yeah. I don't know who's a. I mean, I hate this. I'm not the biggest fan of his. I mean, but Joe Rogan is a good interview because he lets moments breathe in a way that's like, okay, go. You're here. Like, go further with that thought. Like, where? What do you mean by that? Like, he really makes them expound like on things like that where they usually wouldn't. Like, that's why he could make an interview that's compelling for three hours. I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan, but me, I watch a fair bit of his interviews. He, they end up in my in my feed, and I, I I'll watch clips at least. And now that you mention it, that show is edited incredibly well because you don't yeah. notice it and there's not a, and there's never any dead air yeah but he keeps it he 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 knows a good line like objectively it's like whether i'm not the biggest fan of him either but he's objectively a really good interview like that's just it like there's just the techniques he uses to get interviews are really good and he's probably one of the biggest stars on earth just yeah. by default yeah just from from interviewing like which is and just from like sheer numbers which yeah, is, it's, it's just what's so crazy now and it's like it's amazing because like all, all like the, the the media companies are, are underwater and fucking failing like disney and warner brothers are fucked they don't understand like why guys like him work they buy ideas not personalities they're, they're moving away from personalities and that's why social media it's like it's all personality driven all of youtube is personality driven it's not concept driven and it's like how hollywood doesn't know how to make compelling characters anymore anymore they don't know how to like present them because and these people they bring up, it's like, here, you eventually hate them because they they overexpose them in ways like Chris Pratt. It's kind of annoying. I'm kind of annoyed with Chris Pratt. 
Why? Did you why? See Guardian I don't 3? even know why. He's just around too much. He's annoying me now. <laughs> Guardian 3 was pretty good. It was really good. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. really good. But it's like, you know, it's too little. It's like the Spider the Spider-Man movie. It's like, yeah, it's great. The MCU is still fucking over. Well, they, they that's the thing. They bought all the, they I think the age of IP is coming to an end. It's just diminishing returns now. It's like we keep just like go, going through our back catalog of IP to like bring some numbers back in and some, you know, they're bringing, there's another Transformers movie coming out. Beast Wars. Uh, I can't believe those, that series still has legs. It's overseas, right? Yeah. That's how the fast movies do. Like I, they just do really well overseas. Traditional media companies are just hemorrhaging money now because I think they rolled too much into like that idea of just IP, like of like just these classic IPs. They bet too hard on, uh, on streaming video. Oh yeah. Like, just like spending all this money and like they balkanize it too much and there's just not enough there, there's too many slices of pie was this meant to be like an arms race did they not realize that they were just going to punch each other out or was there like somebody who thought they could just they could just bankroll the most to crush everybody else but it's i think everybody thought they'd win or they, they just had to like keep up with the joneses because like now it's like at a point of no return. It's like, I, I remember bitching about cable and they're like, oh, I cut the cord and now I'm saving money. And it's like, now I'm kind of like, why don't I just start pirating? <laughs> Back to piracy. Well, that's like even yeah. a meme at this point. It's like, this is getting ridiculous. Like there's just like, I'm I paying more pirating. and more for less and less things. Like I have like, like whole platform. Hulu, I only keep for Always Sunny. That's literally the only reason I don't watch anything else on Hulu. Eight bucks a month, yep. Yep, just so like when I want to watch Always Sunny, I can very quickly. That's why I have Paramount for Star Trek. Right. Like I'll, I'll always I'll always pay for Paramount just to have if I want to watch a random episode of fucking Deep Space Nine. Um, <laughs> Gary, what's your favorite? Uh, this is really inside baseball. Gary, what's your favorite Star Trek series? Deep Space Nine. Um, it also reminds me of there's a funny thing with with internet companies. It's very similar to media companies with with their when they went all in on streaming video to shoot themselves in the foot. The same thing happened with short form TikTok style videos. I watched a fascinating video called The Death of Short Form Media. Is that what what's happening with, right now with TikTok? Is it on the wane? Well, no, TikTok's doing great. Everyone's watching the video, but people realized, here's what happened. So Instagram, TikTok blew up, right? Everyone loves TikTok. Instagram's like, fuck it, we're putting all this money into reels. YouTube puts all this money into shorts. And they realized after a year or two, like there's no money in short form video. There's no engagement. And mm. the, like when Instagram put all this money, I used to get paid a lot for Instagram reels, like a lot. They, they paid you, they wanted you to post there and they paid, they paid well, but then they realized they're just by, by promoting reels they are just taking money away from themselves on other parts that are more profitable, like mm. long form video on Instagram or, or um, Instagram shop, yada, yada, yada. And same for YouTube with the shorts that, why would they want shorts when you can get, what the fuck is, is eight, eight seconds of attention worth compared to hours? And the idea we always say like, oh, TikTok ruined our brains. Everyone spends eight seconds. Bullshit. Everyone watches long form video. Like the, the hours done on YouTube. Um, but the, the way this is kind of proven is that TikTok now is even trying to get away from TikTok videos. They're now paying exclusively. Uh, they did this new thing for creators where you only get paid on videos that are over a minute. And they actually pay really, really, really well. Mm. Um, for instance, if you get, it's only like qualified views, but let's say you got a million qualified views on a one minute long video, you'd make about a grand. That's um, so weird that shit for once they realize it's like, maybe we, 
need to respect people's attention levels because like they actually have a lot more of attention spans than we actually think and we actually have to cater to that yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like it, conventional thinking it's just like people have short attention spans we're at it we're at a point where tiktok is paying tiktokers not to make tiktok wow that's crazy very similar i would think to every media conglomerates like rushing into having their own streaming platform like well we got to do this it's what the kids want these days Fuck the numbers. This is new. This is hot. Yeah, it was all a bit like they were basically just saw like one company was doing it just really well. It was making money with it. And they just said they just diluted the market so much that it's like, eh, there's no money in this anymore. Did you watch Succession? No, everybody tells me I should. It's really good. It's listen, I don't throw this word around, but like I haven't wanted to use the word prestige TV in a long time. <laughs> and like that's like it's like remember the whole term peak television yes it's like that kind of good well yeah. it's, it's very 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 well, good. brian cox is great i could watch him do anything he he's um, like you could just watch a, a youtube clip of him like swearing from that show and it's pretty good yeah um highly recommended but like that that show just ended i'm like why am i paying for hbo so i can watch you know the fucking snyder cut what do i keep hbo for i don't even know you know what it is oh it keeps me because of turner classic movies in the hopes that i won't watch i'll watch some good world classic some amazing like a bergman film which will never happen but i want to i don't want to i don't want to give up on that notion that i might well stop watching brain rotting junk that reminds me of like remember when we used to have like like dvrs and you i would always remember you dvr some like some like fancy important movie and you just never watch it you know you don't want to give up on it i know i should watch this because it's good that's hbo max right now or like, you know, Alice doesn't live here anymore or something, some kind of shit right. like that. Oh, I could, I could watch more movies from the American New Wave. And it's just like, you're not. You're not going to do it. You're going to watch a guy make a fucking epoxy table again <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, another river table. Um, I'll watch that for 40 minutes and then I'll watch the next one. Speaking of, of, uh, of HBO, so they changed. This is very perplexing. The, the name the Max HBO, branding change? Yeah. It's, it's called Max now. When yeah. you had... The, the name HBO is one of the most trusted names in entertainment. Who were the ad wizards who came up with this one? It's and, and like in the branding, I got like, you get like the emails. It's like meet Max, your new streaming Why? friend. It's like, isn't that like, what's that radio that didn't work for that year? What was that crazy? Uh, Jack. Oh, Jack, Jack. FM. The, the Jack format. Yeah, I, like, the- I, I liked the Jack format. That was like, it was Jack like my iPad was on the radio. I remember, yeah. I, the only reason I remember the Jack format is because. Uh, Howard Stern and made some amazing sport of it. The whole and, and they would have like the the obnoxious like Garfield esque yeah, hey, announcer. What's like, up? Yeah. yeah, you're listening to Jack. to Jack. But like, why would you? What went on in that boardroom where people are like, oh, we have this name HBO, but let's pivot to the name associated with uh, softcore pornography, <laughs> right? Or no, it's because like I guess like Discovery because it merged with Discovery. So that was, was there like that a was dick it. pulling contest where it's just like. Okay, no, we'll compromise. Nobody yeah, Discovery wins. was like, "Whoa, we're Discovery. We we exist." And like, if if we're not going to be called Discovery, you're not going to be called fucking HBO. And it's literally like, is that really what happened? Like, it's that fucking petty. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was just the dick pull guy. It's like, well, now nobody wins. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that's probably what. Oh my god. I mean, like, I mean, kind of. I wonder how people are taking it, and like, it's it's been universally across the board. Just everybody's just like, this is a dumb, perplexing chain. And you I don't need re- a fucking I, marketing I to get degree. a new app for it. Like, it wouldn't. I had to reinstall something. It's a whole new interface. I didn't have to do that on Roku, but still, and, and like, yeah, 
You do not need a marketing degree to understand that making people reinstall an app while getting rid of your trusted, trusted, yeah, like well-known people, name. Again, is... you're also just like, I need that little push off the cliff to actually make me cancel this. Like, that's a good push right there. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, like I, oh, the app doesn't work. I'm out. This seems like the kind of thing you do right after a terrible, terrible scandal. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like he just got caught giving money to Al-Qaeda. And you're like, okay, we need to get rid of the name HBO. <laughs> HBO was like seen with an underage prostitute in a hotel. It's like, what? It's like, no, it wasn't. Then there's Netflix, which like, Netflix, I have no idea why I pay for. I, I, I watch no, nothing on Netflix. Nothing. I don't even remember the last time I watched something on it on Netflix. It might have been Masters of the Universe, which was the <laughs> Kevin Smith cartoon, which was not great, but... Oh, I thought you meant the movie with Dolph Lundgren. It's like, oh, that's no. on Tubi. You could have just saved yourself some money. One of Canon's best films. Uh, it's a I film remember... that sank them. It's the film that's, it's that and Superman sank them. It was. Because uh, it was, the, the budget was so high. Yeah. And it didn't cover. Like they, they, it happened to them. And we actually had talked this talk on our show where we talked about them and Vestron. Vestron went through the same thing. For them, it was Earth Girls Are Easy. because they. That's was, funny because that's a well-received movie. Didn't do well. It uh, cost 10. And they were usually making three, like that's what Canon did. They made movies around the three to five million budget range, small budget. And they could cover those. You make a movie that costs 40, like Masters of the Universe, it don't cover, you're in big trouble. That's a big problem, especially in $87. Even in 1988 or whatever, like that did not look like $40 million on the screen in that movie. No. It's funny. It's like, we, we've talked about this before, like the whole Superman controversy. They don't know how much the first Superman movie cost. And then it's like, it's a crazy number what they think it was. It was like like fifty million in seventy nine. Like that's how they don't know well, because it, the production's mixed in with with Superman yeah. two and and all the yeah. So it was knows. a lot. It was an insane amount of money. That's a movie that that looks expensive too. At least yeah. I remember uh, rediscovering Superman 19, 1978. Well, maybe. you made which led me and Clark to rediscover right. it. So, so we watched it and maybe I hadn't seen it since we were kids. And we watched it. I'm like, wait, this film is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's an incredible film. Like mind blown, um, like, yeah, like like a, a like truly wonderful piece of cinema, and then like so in having fond memories of Superman too, and then yeah, that that the, was the crazy that was the craziest the, reveal. It was like discovering how bad it is because we all like what well, it's just like if Superman one is this good, Superman two must be amazing, yeah, and we that, all that, like, Neil before Zod, yeah, right, and, and, and then you watch it, it's it's a mess, it's a very you can messy tell film. it's funny. You can tell within like the first two minutes that yeah, it's not something's as good, wrong. Just, you could tell that like it's it's not like you can even tell like John Williams isn't doing the score. They're just like sampling using yeah. his music. It's very strange when you watch that film now. It's like it's like what is this? It's like very awkward and it, Gene Hackman's obviously dubbed like from most of his lines. And it's like how did I not notice that's like clear? And it's like it's weird. Like you watch the and Jeffrey Unsworth who shot the first one. I think he died in uh, in the hiatus between shooting the bulk of two. Uh, you could see the cinematography isn't even there in a lot of the shots. Like you could see, you could actually tell like which is shot by who. Like one's got a very cheap TV look. Like the whole fight in like Metropolis, like that square is kind of, there's a lot of like shots in there that look like it was, could have been done for TV. So he, so Dick Lester came in, uh, Dick Lester of Hard Day's Night fame. Who I'm a fan of. I think was amazing up till that point. <laughs> Uh, good comedy director and Hard Day's so Night, he, The Three Musketeers is amazing. Uh, one of the best fucking thrillers ever, Juggernaut. He did check that out. It's a phenomenal movie. I have, a, I have a little bit of a hot take here. What you know? What else is a good Richard Lester movie? Superman Three. 
Can't go with you. Sorry. It's better than Superman 2 with Richard Pryor. It's really long. <laughs> it's a very long. I didn't remember how long. It's very awkward. And like there's stuff in there. Maybe I could watch it now and appreciate well, how to, ridiculous to fair, it is. I haven't seen it since the last time I saw Superman 2. It's I'm just, the, I had fond memories of it as a child. Why Why was Lois Lane not in that? Did she, had she already gone crazy? I don't know what happened there. Like it was weird. That's weird. And well, they couldn't get Gene Hackman back. He wouldn't come back for it. So they so had like fake, they had bootleg, fake uh, bootleg Lex Luthor. Yeah, they had with, like the, the, the Kmart ski, ski jump. Yeah, Robert Vaughn. Yeah, Lester's good. I mean, Lester's a good director. I mean, like uh, Petunia's another great film. Well, it's like, it's like, uh, what's his face? Joel Schumacher, who mm. has made some of the, some fantastic, fantastic fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, now that I think about it, really the only terrible movies he made, truly terrible, Batman and Robin, the, the super gay one, which I have a soft spot for because it's ter- it's so terrible. It crosses the line for me. It crosses the line where it, it loops back into entertaining because it's so like, oh, it's this is hard. absurd. It's hard to sit through. It's very it's, hard to sit yeah. through. Well, you know what the problem is, is that if you're going to go that silly route, you go all the way. You can't have moments of like stilted, like serious drama and then do the wacky shit. It's like either go all wacky or go like go hard or go home. It's just like, I don't know why you were trying to play it both ways. Like Suit this, me like, up, Uncle Alfred. Oof. 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 And he's got he's got like a weird he's got a weird uh, like soap opera disease that's gonna kill him, and they have to find the cure for Mister Freeze and McGregor's disease. That's what it was, McGregor's disease. God, I remember that movie too well. But I yeah, but like Joel Schumacher, dependable. Like uh, you know, did he write DC Cab? I think he did DC Cab with uh with with, with Mister T. Yeah, Mister T. And Adam that's Baldwin. It's just a video case I remember. I don't think I ever ever saw it. Oh, I watched that all the time. When I met Adam Baldwin at a con, who wasn't very nice, by the way. Uh, wow. Uh, That's too bad. Yeah. It was like one of those ones where I was like, uh, and I, you might I have had caught to, him on a bad day. Yeah. 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 I don't uh, take umbrage with it. But uh, I've, I've had those weird, awkward ones. You know what the saddest, awkward, and this, this one hurt. This, one, this is why I don't like go to cons and vice. Now I just go like purely for like, I need something cool sign. Because, like, I'm not going to, like, meet, like, childhood heroes. You know who was really uncomfortable to who? meet? Pee Wee Herman. Really? Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. And I and I it made me, in my, it got me in my head. Like, I felt like I was annoying him. But I didn't even say, like, he gave me, like, a, a weird, like, you know when you make that? And I've done this. It's fine. I, I don't take this personally. But that something about my face, he did not like it. Well, here, let, let me, I got to tell something you. Something bugged me about times. my whole look. I've met him a couple times and he's very, very weird. He, I, I would go to it when I lived in LA, there was a strip club in, in West LA that I would go to that mm-hmm. he would be at, even though we've talked about him before and how like, is he gay? Who knows? But he would go to the strip club. But then my friend made this short film and he was out in LA at some festival for short films. And we ended up at a party that Rosanna Arquette was not Rosanna. Um, Patricia Arquette was, was throwing Jesus. all the, Ar- all the Arquettes were there except uh, Rosanna. But except uh, Rosanna's the beautiful one. Yes. But Pee Wee was there for whatever reason. And I walked up to him like, hey, I, I've seen you at that strip club. And, like, and he's like, eh. it was one of the most awkward experiences I've ever had. Like he's just, from what I can tell, a very, 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 very awkward and uh, dare I say, neurodivergent person, which kind of okay. checks out given what he makes. So it might have yeah, been like- Yeah, yeah, that's, I, you know what? I'm reading it. Yeah, that's total. He's got the tisms. Yeah, yeah, I can like, see that. Like he just did not know how to how to, because you know I'm like a pretty affable dude, 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I know the, the lines. Like I, I'm, I was a pro at going to conventions, and I'm like very respectful of people's boundaries. I don't like sit there and I just say, "Listen, I just want to say very thank you very much. You were great in that." And uh, you know, and I, and I understand like some people are like more receptive to it, and a lot of people you could tell they're uncomfortable just with the but whole. He's experience. got whatever he's got. It's like it's yeah, it's could be that. It could be that. Let's call it that. I just remember like, hey, you keep seeing it at the strip club, and he's like, very very like I just like the weird look on his face is so. What's going on with the UFOs now? Apparently, UFOs are real and nobody cares. Yeah, I don't know. Is this like a test run? Is this a psyop by the government where they're just like, how much? Wait a minute. How, do what? they not really give a shit? How much could we fucking roll out that these people really just? Are you that crushed by apathy that this is not like they let the whole Epstein thing go by? They're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Epstein. Yeah, yeah. With a smoke, with his fire. I never heard that. <laughs> but, but like, no. Am I wrong? Like, apparently UFOs are real. That's what it seems to be uh, pointing to. And I remember seeing the article. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just like breaking news. It's like and that was happening during COVID. It was just like, by the way, UFOs are real. Ah, fuck that. Oh. Oh, look, new season of Survivor. Apparently, like they're going into the oceans, and then there's like the Alex Jones thing, how it's like they're not aliens, they're like interdimensional beings. Like, it, there's all sorts of craziness going on. Like yeah. it's like uh, an art, like art bell culture has like filtered into real life like i remember you ever listen to art bell back in the day when it was all supernatural shit before he like went like conspiracy tinfoil hattie shit he was doing like just aliens and ghosts and he took it with such i'd be like yeah so my mom's a werewolf and i just shot her oh that's interesting that's interesting call bill bill on five if you if you if those are real and nobody cares like this is all a oh, sim anyway how do you feel about that i don't it's, it's weird it seems like pseudoscience like it's like when they talk, especially about like the po- probability, it's like, how could you define that? Like, what are you basing the probability on? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The, the compelling thing is, and again, I agree, we have no fucking clue, but the compelling argument for it is that like either we're the first ever or we're a simulation. It's inevitability that, that, that that'll be made by intelligent life eventually. So either we're part of a simulation or we're the first. But do you feel like there's maybe exist. an inherent bias there about like how we interpret intelligence is biased on like how we interpret intelligence like where we don't even understand how we define what an intelligent civilization is just based on what we think is based on like our you know specific understanding of that well based on like very specific circumstances it's very possible that there's there's more intel there's like a higher plane of, of intelligence in the universe right absolutely but i don't think i think there's plenty of other billions and trillions of other life forms like like us just because of the numbers and like honestly i think like think about it like it it, life life comes up on a planet that's similar to ours with like the same Mm -hmm. the same chemicals uh like wouldn't everything kind of shake out the same like there'd be fish and there'd be snails Mm. and there'd be trees and like when eventually there'd be bipedal bipedal intelligent creatures that come from primates and like it rains so they build a house and a house is going to look the same way like the the roof's going to be shaped like that and a cup's going to be a cup. And I'm saying through all this, like, through all this sameness, I, I bet, like, the creation myths would be the same. Oh. Um, and I, it's just, I have no way of knowing this. But do you know what, do you know what, how, what, how I'm getting at that? Yeah, no, like, I'm 100%. Yeah, so. Because, like, wait. why wouldn't, like, why wouldn't a snail exist? And, like, right. wh- why wouldn't a shell look exactly like that, like, in a, in a twisty motion as it excretes it? And, you know, gills would work the way gills work and, and lungs. But, you know, then, then again, who knows? I don't know enough about like uh, 
xenobiology uh is that the term i'm thinking of to well to, it's all uh, bullshit and like yeah right like i don't know like could life form in other ways outside of like the specific con- chemical concoction that made us like i don't like know what if there's that. silicon based life right like, something like that so, yeah i don't know right right so, so i think we live in a simulation <laughs> the end that maybe c-a-t Really spells dog. <laughs> that reminds me of the Revenge of the Nerds too. Revenge of the Nerds too. Yes, yes. yes. I, That's I when they got Ogre well. Stone. I may have seen Revenge of the Nerds two more than any other movie I've ever seen. I've definitely seen it more than the first one because it's it was on it was like it was in higher rotation I, on I, cable. It, it was a big rental in my household for some reason. We rented it a couple times, and then they just they ran the shit out of it on HBO. Yeah. Hotel Coral Essex. I actually, yes, I even remember Howard Stern complaining about every time I turn on the television, there's those nerds in that chick in the bikini rolling in with the tank in Florida. Late 80s HBO classics like Teen Witch. Um, Love Teen Witch. Jerkable. Uh, What's her name? Uh, She's, what's her name? Blake Lively's sister. Uh, Robin Lively. Oh, Um, I thought you were talking about Zelda Rubenstein in that movie because she was like that chick. (laughs) Do you remember uh, Too Close for Comfort? Sure, Mon- Monroe. Monroe, the, Jim the J. Shoot, Bullock, like, and like I remember when I was like when I was six years old watching that show. Did I know that Monroe was gay? No, I thought uh, he, he was like. I, was he like the last like like a Paul in the Paul Lind uh, Liberace was, mold where he's he just like, like very, oh he's just quirky. That's just yeah, the shit he's like, doing. I remember him being like my favorite character. Like Monroe's funny. But Monroe was yeah. Was, Monroe was the go to that show. What, 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 was I conscious that he was like a, for lack of a better word, a a raging homosexual? Do you remember the episode of of This is True? This happened. This is like Dudley and Arnold in the bicycle shop. Bi- from you, uh, you're gonna ask me about the bicycle shop? You're gonna ask me about the bicycle shop episode of fucking different <laughs> we, we, we should probably do it. We should probably do a, a whole hour on that. Yeah, that's a whole other episode but right the, there. The, the, I'm, I'm I'm kind of serious. Oh, for real? I'm not even joking. I the only times I shoehorn that into our show, I shoehorn I it, and I have they won't let me. They won't bite and let me expound on it as much as I really want to. <laughs> There is a episode of Too Close for Comfort where Monroe gets raped by a woman. And like, this is a real thing. And the resolution of the show is Monroe decides not to press charges because it's too embarrassing. 1982, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell? That's exactly the plot. I remember like, I remember watching it at seven years old. Yeah, that checks out. That's kind of beta (laughs) bitch. You get raped by a girl. I wasn't the most... I wasn't the most progressive seven-year-old. <laughs> well, that's you get. You're a soy boy. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, fuck. Should have kept your You're a fucking low-test bitch. That's what you get. <laughs> Everybody knows. I was uh, going to bring up the, the greatest uh, show ever, which was the, the Jim Jay and Tammy Faye show, where they, Jim Jay Bullock and Tammy Faye Baker had a talk show for a hot minute. What year? This was in the nineties. I watched. I couldn't wait. Past, way past both their primes. Dude, it's amazing. Fuck, it's fucked up. I don't. It, it, the combination of them is bizarre, and it never stops being bizarre. It's like, what was the thought behind putting them together? And they have no chemistry. They're oh. just they're these two things that separate forces that are doing their own thing, and it's so weird to watch. Like she's like 
kind of put off by him because she's a Southern Christian woman and he's a flamboyant gay man. I mean, they're, I, I don't know what they were going for, but what we got was so much better. <laughs> it's, it's ironic because like, I have to imagine Tammy Faye is like huge in the wildly gay, gay community. Yeah, wildly but, the, but, but gay people, even still gay people just love her because of what? the the bigness. Oh, yeah. They love That's shit like true. that. Okay, yeah. Like okay. Dolly, Part- I, like not the Dolly Parton, the- yeah, you're right. No, you're love- totally right. Yeah, like women with like women like that with like caked on makeup, big with the drag community. With- yeah, um, I mean just like gays in general. Yeah, like, oh, okay. She's fierce. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so, then that's brilliant. Okay, that's brilliant. Then, like, for me, like for the audience, it was marketed to. It was wrong. It was like daytime, like a rosy style, like you know, like talk okay. show. So it's fucking like this does not- like there's something here, but you're not getting it, but. It's so weird what you're trying to do that it's fascinating. I, I can't wait to watch this when it's on YouTube when I have a, a picture of the two of them sitting on a talk show cast, ca- couch. Oh, I, I can't wait to see to, that. Yeah, I'm actually going to go sir, after we do that, finish this. I'm going to go searching for more clips of that because it, it, I remember being like watching it going like holding my head like, what the fuck is this? This I'm actually su- surprised they didn't have like that that Snoop Dogg Martha Stewart chemistry. Uh, on the subject of of very gay, very flamboyant comedy people from our childhood who we didn't know were, were couldn't verbalize as gay when we were children. What about Mario Cantone? You know, it's funny. I was listening to an old Opie and Anthony bit, and then it it's only then that it clicked for me that he was gay. I'm like, oh right, yeah, he's very gay. Like but I you always knew, you just never. Yeah, I mean, I used to watch him on Steam Pipe Alley and just thought he was like a big kid. Yeah, Steam Pipe you know, Alley. You know, maybe he's going to the bicycle store with Dudley. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 